everyone. Hello. Welcome back to our to our endless October as we um, <laughs> as we cover uh, Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street this week. Yeah, when is October going to end? Just never. Night, uh, October October ends on October thirty first on Halloween. Oh, uh, right, duh. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but since it is October, yes. Um, you know, uh, we are covering uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. We're in our horror classics uh, this week. Yes, which Charles I'm, swears I'm, he showed me, but I must have been so fucked up because I did not remember any of this movie while watching it again. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, and uh, speaking of which, I am uh, why th- th- I'm trying to get rid of the fucking like Michael Bay lens fucking flare. Um, it's the overhead. On. Jesus Christ. It followed me everywhere. It is following oh, you. God. There we go. There That's we go. funny. All right, that's the uh, that's the child sack for uh, Krampus knocked. Um, you know, <laughs> my God, and that was Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Yes, but um, but yes, uh, I'm a uh, Charles D. Lincoln, uh, and uh, you I'm are Satan. No, I was going to change my name to Satan, but no, I'm Chelsea Lesage, and we're CL Squared Productions, and yes. we dissect movies and uh, make really cool. Real movies of our own. That's what we yep. do. Yeah. So we're going to cover uh, Nightmare on Elm Street this week. Uh, uh, written and uh, directed by Wes Craven, who um, did Last House on the Left. Um, interestingly enough, my dad um, had told me that he had been one of the people that uh, Wes Craven had approached for Freddy. Oh, no way. And, and that, but well, the interesting thing is when I looked it up, apparently Wes Craven, when he wrote the script, didn't really know what he wanted Freddy to look like, so he literally approached like a hundred fucking actors that he knew. Interesting. Um, before before finally settling on uh, Robert England, because yeah. he didn't know what Freddy. So my dad said, my dad had told me that that he had um, approached him about it. My dad was not interested because my dad had already done Last House and a Left and didn't want to do horror anymore. Yeah, but I assume that that means my dad was probably one of like the hundred actors or so that he knew. That uh, he approached. I wonder, you know, like I had, there were a couple names, but I wonder who like all of the people, who all were. the people like, were, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool to find you out. Know, that should be on well, the inner like the only, Like the only other one I know is Kane Hodder who um, played Jason. Uh-huh. Um, but which would have been very interesting. And Kane Hodder is a big dude. Yeah, that would have been entirely different. I was going to say, like, you know, Robert Unglund at that point, like, and your dad during Last House on the Left, they could look pretty similar. Uh-huh. You know? So mm. I can see where that would have been really cool. Yeah, like, you know, what's interesting is apparently Freddy Krueger was named after Wes Craven's high school bully. Wow. I wonder what that dude In feels fa- about it. Yeah, that guy was actually named Fred Krueger. And, in fact... Krug in Last House on the Left was also named after him. Okay, all this makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because I guess this guy just picked on Wes Craven fucking fiercely while he was in high school. Oh. So, so you know Wes what? Craven Don't spent pick the rest of people. the rest of his career spent the rest of his career being like, "Fuck you." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like that's exactly what you're supposed to do, right? I think that's brilliant. If you have the ability to do it, mm. do it. I hope you never picked on anyone again. Maybe got hit by a bus. That'd be nice. And apparently, um, also David Warner was also um, originally cast to be Mm. him, which seems completely different. Yeah, that is different. Like David Warner is like David Warner is like this like really like 
you know, Shakespearean English mm-hmm. actor. And I, I, I wonder, would he have had the accent? Would he have tried to speak American? Like, I, I can't even picture what David Warner's Freddy Krueger would have been like. Yeah, no, it would have been, it would have been definitely so different. Oh, you know, it's funny too about this movie too, because we talk about sometimes how actors are just so big that you can't see them as anything. I still felt that way about Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, by the way, I want to actually give an apology to Johnny Depp and not just because I shit on his bed and made him think that that was Amber Heard. But um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> You've been waiting a long time to say that. I can tell you've been waiting a long time to say that. <laughs> you know, um, no, no, I want to give an apology because for the longest time I've said that he was really awful in this fucking movie because I watched it after not having seen it for like 10 years at one point. I was like, oh my God, Johnny Depp is so bad in this movie. But... Now that I'm seeing this after having seen Carrie and having seen John Travolta's <laughs> performance in Carrie, Johnny Depp is actually quite good for a beginning non he was not even an actor pretty much when he yeah. did this. Yeah. Yeah, you it know, said it said it just, said introducing Johnny Depp. That's I so I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was his very first role. Yeah. Um and uh apparently what happened was he was actually accompanying um Jackie Earl Haley. To an to the audition, which um, one's that? Who Jackie Earl Haley was not in the movie. He actually in the remake, which we'll cover next week, um, is Freddie in that. Oh. Um. But yeah, Jackie Earl Haley was just a friend of his, and he also was in RoboCop. He was the shitty cop who um right. who was uh, right. picking on him for being a robot or whatever. Yep. But he was um uh he w- went to an o- the audition for this. And he brought his friend Johnny Depp with him, and they liked Johnny Depp's look and asked him to audition, and he got the role. Shit like that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does. You know. Um, but yeah, what's also interesting is um, they, when they wrote the script, they were trying to, um, to shop it around for a little bit, and uh, at one point Disney wanted uh, to buy it, but they wanted him to tone it down to be a PG-13 script. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Mm. Are you drinking Windex? It completely. Yes, I am totally <laughs> drinking Windex. Um, and so I can spit it on people's windshields. There you go. Oh, so you're um, just a helpful been... citizen. Yes, I actually just discovered the Eric Andre show recently. It's a great show. Um, which, I, which I know everyone's been watching for years and years, but I only recently discovered it. And um, I kind of love how uncomfortable and horrible he is to all of his guests. Yeah, he is. He does stuff that you would do on that show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, watching the show, I totally realized if you had given 20 year old me like a talk show, this is exactly what the talk show would have been. That would have been a terrible idea (laughs) for anyone to do. It would it would have just been this exact fucking talk show. Like, I mean, with fucking, you know, Lauren Conrad, when she fucking um, storms off set and her agent tried to have him blacklisted in Hollywood because of how upset she was. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, or or like fucking um, apparently like apparently the interviews he does are like an hour long. Yeah. And then he edits them down to like a minute or two, like in the really quick edits to just make everyone super uncomfortable and make it as weird as mm-hmm. possible. Well, that makes sense. And, yeah. And he and, you know, and he'll do shit like just drink his actual piss while like talking to somebody. Again, that's <laughs> something that you would do. <laughs> I wouldn't drink my own. I wouldn't drink my own. That'd be weird. You drink theirs. Be like, you sure you don't have to go to the no. bathroom before we go live? Do you have to go oh. to the bathroom before we go live? Are you sure you yeah, don't? Yeah, I know that. See, 
Yeah, no, that'd be a completely different <laughs> show than what uh what I would do. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, let's get into this. Uh, Thirty-two day shoot, five hundred gallons of fake blood. Um, you know, because uh, obviously Glenn's body has more <laughs> blood than than like twenty people. Yeah, um, I was like, God, that man has a lot of blood in his fucking little tiny little body. <laughs> it really mm-hmm. does. And um. Yeah, and also apparently uh, the actor who played Rod was um, in the midst of a really, really bad heroin addiction while shooting. Oh, really? Yeah, um, there's a scene where he's in prison and his eyes are all like red and apparently everyone was like, oh my God, that's such a great performance. He said he was so fucked up on heroin, he doesn't even remember shooting it. Damn, that's crazy. That reminds me of, I was just, I was watching this video the other day of um, a fucking, what's his fucking name who played Bad Santa? You know who I'm talking. Uh, Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Thornton. Yeah, the, he was apparently. He was. They asked because there's a scene in Bad Santa, which I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, but and haven't seen since. But there's a scene where he's like playing Santa at like a mall or like at a Macy's, and all the kids are waiting to come up and greet yeah. him. And he's so. Billy Bob Thornton said that like all he ate that day in preparation for shooting, he started the day with like three shots of vodka, then had two glasses of red wine, then all this stuff, and he was so inebriated that he hardly even remembers that he was in a movie while he was shooting it. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, like, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't, like, have that sort of thing on my set, you know? Yes. Like, it's, it's, you know, like, you you know, you and I have fired somebody because they were so drunk that they couldn't fucking stand, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember you were furious with that. You I were was like, so angry. off my set before I punched her in the fucking face. That's exactly, or, that's you know? a direct quote, too. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I've never, I've never in my life seen you be the violent one in any situation. Oh, yeah. when you were that, you know. Normally, I am the one who like is ready to fucking, you know, get in fights. Yeah, and I remember were, you were in the middle of fucking directing, and I was like, "No, we gotta, you gotta just come here. You have to come here, Charles. I don't care. You need yeah. to come and see this. <laughs> she needs to go right yeah. now." Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, but yeah, like I can't imagine. Um, but you know, at least, at least with this actor, um, apparently no one knew he was on heroin. Wow. Um, but yeah, apparently he was like going back to his trailer and shooting up between like shots and everything. So well, addiction's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start with the, uh, new line cinema logo. The new, we're going to start with the new line cinema logo. <laughs> yes. 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 That shows up. I like how it's this weird little, like, half of the screen in, like, the preparation of making it, the knife hands. It feels like it feels like when you used to play, like, an NES game and they'd have cutscenes, but they would be, like, this tiny little box in, like, the top of the screen or whatever. Yeah, I remember I had this one thought, though. I was like, oh, no, I hope the whole movie's not fucking like that. Like, you know. <laughs> no, this is not, this is not uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Which um, I've still never seen. Thank God. So, um, we see a little, bo- uh, yeah, fr- then, uh, this is pre-burn Freddy, and, uh, he's basically making his glove. But he still looks and like his, all, like, his hands are disgusting. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, you're making that shit without gloves on, for fuck's sake. Like, your hands would be all sweaty and dirty and... It's true. You know. I mean, you're welding and stuff. You're supposed to wear gloves when you weld people. So, I, so you hear heavy breathing, and I wrote... Well, that's, making- why, that's how Freddy got... I was going to say, people say it's because of the parents, but really, it's because Freddie didn't wear gloves uh, when he yeah. welded this, why he looks the way he does. 
Yep, that's entirely it. No, it's definitely not the parents. But I wrote, I wrote, um, he's making his knifey knife stabby stab hands. That's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious. I'm really curious, by the way. Like, um, because watching this, I remember thinking to how much, um, how different this movie is the very first time you watch it. Um, and you said that you don't remember the first time you saw this. So, um. It's really fascinating, like, the first time you see this, like, the mystery of it, um, that you know that, like, well, the parents obviously know something. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And the parents just get away with everything, too. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that's definitely, well, yeah. I, you know, like, big thing that, you know, now just watching it, I, pretty much for the first time, I was like, you assume that, and I'm sure that they set it up like this on purpose, you know, which I think is brilliant, you assume that Tina's the lead of the movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like when that kind of like, a, I don't know. I was like, did Drew, like when Drew Barrymore was in Scream, it reminded me of something like that, you know? Well, it seems like Tina was the very first uh, time that Wes Craven uh, did pull that trick. Yeah. And then he pulled it again in yeah. Scream. Yeah, that's true. It's a very clever trick. So we see, so then we get the Nightmare on Elm Street logo and there's like a stab through some sheets or some cloth and very menacing yeah no i think so here's my other big thing for like um for seeing it kind of for the first time it was um it was uh, for the time period i thought it was really fucking clever you know um mm-hmm. like how they did some of the practical effects and stuff i was like that looks fucking awesome you know for the yeah. time period well like some yeah well like some of the effects like you know when she's going up the stairs and her feet are sinking into it that's all pancake mix i figured i was like that looks like fluffernutter or something like that it's pancake mix yeah, it was yeah, it was pancake mix, yeah. Um so I mean I love um this movie also this movie like reading about the making of it um sounded so familiar like because this is a full on indie film. Yeah. Um you know, I mean New Line Cinema was a studio, but New Line Cinema was only a distributor at this point. Ah. New Line Cinema had had never actually made a movie before. That's so interesting. Um and at one point, they had um, one investor in England who was going to put forty percent of the uh, of the, the budget, and then another like this only had this originally only had a seven hundred thousand dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, someone else came in, and then they made it one point uh, one point five million. But um, well, they definitely got a what, return uh, on their event? investment. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were actors in this that they actually uh, like. Like the character um, that Johnny Depp plays, Charlie Sheen was actually the one who they wanted, but he wanted too much money. That's so interesting. I mean, like, kind of thank God so, in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. So what ended up happening was the uh, excuse me, the investor who was going to do forty percent dropped out. Oh. And they, uh, they said they were. Yeah, they shot for 32 days straight and said there were about two weeks where they couldn't pay anybody and had to just keep convincing everyone not to quit. Damn. While they, while they were figuring out how to, uh, how to pay for it. That's so, so interesting. I mean, you know, like, how do, you, how do you wind up, like, actually shooting for two weeks without being able to afford, like, props and effects and stuff, you know? They must have been smart and yeah, already well, had that stuff and- ahead of time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, even we do that, like, you know, where we have props and effects are usually the first thing we do before we yeah, shoot Yeah, but anything. what if something goes wrong, you um, know, and you need to, like, like, the pancake mix yeah. didn't look right, so you have to get something else last minute, and you can't afford to do that, you know, that's like a, a yeah. fuck, paying out of pocket, I guess. 
But what's interesting here, and this is something that I think that you and I should think about in the future, um, one of the uh, the people who um, who contributed were actually other production companies. Interesting. Um, so that yeah, that's how they actually got from seven hundred to one point one million. Mm. Is uh, other production companies actually were like, hey, we'll be part of this film too. Well, that's smart. Um, yeah, so that's how uh, New Line were able to do that. So we go to Tina, and um, I love the, I love how this this fucking like water dripping from the ceiling. Yeah, we're in this weird like and, basement uh, boiler room type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she looks she's really sca- scared. She's running. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing she is wearing the longest fucking nightgown that I've ever seen. Like this is. I remember, like, writing, I was like, did teenagers actually wear anything, like, that long to bed? Like, because, you know, I wasn't a teenager yet in 1984, but when I became one, like, girls were just wearing, like, t-shirts and panties to bed. No one was wearing, like, a fucking nightgown that went down to their ankles. Well, I have, like, I have nightgowns and stuff. I have nightgowns and stuff from the 40s and stuff, and those were even shorter than this. So that's mm -hmm. really kind of surprising. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, no, the longest nightgown I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go and um, I'm going to have to censor that part because that's a spoiler. Okay. Oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we haven't just revealed that. Oh, well, yeah, too I, bad. I'm going to have to beat that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the yeah, longest nightgown ever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, the boiler room that they shot in, in this, and like, I've wanted a location like this for years. Like, this is fucking just awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. I wonder how much of like the actual fog and like heat and then like the dripping water and the furnace and stuff, how much were actually active during that point versus things that they had to, you know, implement mm-hmm. on that set. What's in, what's what's really and the other thing that I love about this and it's one of those things that like you wouldn't know and most people wouldn't know but like they didn't sh- during the advertisement campaign for this movie they never showed Freddy's face in the commercials. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. And in the and you and you realize when you watch this they don't show Freddy's face until like the second or third time that he shows up. Oh. Oh. Yeah, like they're. They showed the knife in the commercial. They showed the knife glove, but they never showed his face. Okay. I mean, that's really clever. Yeah. yeah. That's clever. Clever girl. So, so there's babies crying. She's in front of a furnace. Um, and then she wakes up and her mom asks if she's okay. And she has cuts in her nightgown. And her stepdad there or boyfriend or whatever the fuck her mom. It's just horny as shit. Bone. Yeah. yeah. And uh, her mom's like, Tina, you got to cut your fingernails or stop that kind of dreaming. <laughs> how wide are this girl's fingernails? You look at the cuts and they're like two inches wide. I'm like, nobody's fingernails are that wide in order to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Insanity. You know. Also, also, her mother is inexplicably Southern. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense why. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, people move places, but it's still weird for movie mm-hmm, language, mm-hmm. you know, like. I mean, you know, you and I know people from the actual South, so it's not like it'd be weird, like, in real life. Yeah. But if we made a movie that takes place in Brooklyn and there's just a random character with a Southern accent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems out of place, even though that happens 100% in real life with people just moving. Uh, I mean, like, only logical explanation I can think of is that she couldn't pull off not doing it. Yeah. You know. Maybe, maybe. So... 
Um, here's where you hear the one, two Freddy's coming for you. Or as I used to call it, this was my COVID song when washing my Aww. hands. Yeah, no, I used to do the entire like one, two Freddy's coming for you. Because someone discovered it's exactly like 20 That's seconds That's amazing. Long. And Charles has not washed his hands since. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never wash them, especially after shitting on uh, Johnny Depp's bed. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, Johnny Depp is, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Amber, that he, that he blamed you for it. Uh, <laughs> it's good to take responsibility for your own actions. Oh, well, you know, eventually. So, um, and I love how everyone in, like, even the kids, like, already know this jump rope song. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this is obviously, it shows that this is not the first time that Freddy's haunted children. Maybe it was passed down well, from the parents. I mean, like, it was passed down from the kids, you know. Well, in real life, he was, um, he had, uh, you know, stalked Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before. So the people, like, there, the yeah. children who survived that during that part of, like, when he was actually alive, maybe yeah. they came up with that. What's interesting is that um, one of the, um, there's a whole bunch of deleted scenes that have actually only ever been released once on, like, the Laserdisc, and they've never been released on anything else. I've never seen any of them. Hmm. Um, but apparently one of them reveals that Nancy had an older sister that Freddie actually killed. Oh. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why uh, her parents were among the uh, group uh, chasing uh, Freddie down. And getting away with it. Naturally. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, if, if, uh, you know what though, I mean, real, it really, in a lot of places like that, you couldn't get away with it now because of the internet and yeah. shit. But before that, come on, you know, that sort of shit happened all mm -hmm. the fucking time in America. Mm -hmm. You know, it's true. Fucking, you know, the, uh, guy, excuse me, guy gets away on a technicality and fucking, you know, people take the law into their own hands, you know? This is a citizen's arrest. Can you still do that? Uh, I'm I'm I, I'm really not going to go into the fucking QAnon assholes. Right now <laughs> because, like, no, one of them, like I know, was recently like arrested for trying to like do a citizen's arrest on Joe Biden or something like oh, that. Oh Jesus Christ! Just, like, just, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into that. I'm not. Yeah. So. Uh, we meet, um, at this point we meet Glenn, we meet Nancy, um, and, and we know that they've all had bad dreams. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Rod appears, and, uh, Rod says he woke up with a boner, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, with Tina's name on it, and I love that Tina says, but there's four letters in my name, and you have enough room. I, I know, I love that too. I love that so much. That was really, that was clever. Um, that was really, I'm trying to find my spot. Uh, Gert, you're distracting me. Yeah, yeah. Dogs are just too cute. Sorry, they don't want me to do this. I gotta go. <laughs> well, we got, uh, we got, right now we have clean, we have very clean cut pre-pirate Johnny Depp. Pre-pirate. Uh, I like that. Pre-pirate. Yep. Mar marking his territory hey, hey, with a lot Charles, of PDA. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. Love you. You're a star. Yes, you are. Oh, Hello, stinky, night. stinky breath. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My God. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, basically at this point, Tina thinks maybe it could be a sign that it's an earthquake. I thought that that was hilarious. Like that. I thought that was hilarious. There's big yeah. earth where things get weird just before. And I'm like, it kind of makes sense. It's like, and you know, we blame shit on the full moon and stuff. I'm like, it kind of makes sense. It does. So, so here's the weird thing is that this, I mean, 
I got the impression this film's supposed to take place in, like, the Midwest. Mm -hmm. But there's a scene that is so clearly in L.A. when they're on the bridge. Oh, yeah. And there's palm trees all over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, the only way that I noticed that too, and I was like, the only way that this is that they think they could get away with this is if they could explain like they're at some weird retirement community, beautiful place that like <laughs> that like put palm trees into it, imported palm trees from like Florida, yes, or California. Yes. <laughs> hey, I got a bunch of palm trees in my apartment, but you know, like they, they, they have to do. Yeah, yeah, because because it's the one <laughs> scene where I'm like, wait a minute, this is clearly not anywhere near. I mean, I knew they shot the whole movie in california but it, i assume it's supposed to take place in the midwest yes. at least that's the impression i got from it it's interesting um, that they didn't actually say especially because uh well i think it's illinois that um later later movies reveal that oh, it's illinois okay that makes sense because i because i remember commenting on how funny it was that someone was able to drive um in Freddy vs. Jason, how they're able to drive from New Jersey to Illinois in only like like three hours or something like That's that. That's funny. Oh, did you know, little fun fact, that Freddy vs. Jason is the first Freddy or Jason movie I ever saw? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, uh, you, you mentioned that when you and I did Don's podcast. Oh, I did? Yeah, isn't that cr it's so weird, yeah. though? Yeah, well, now you see, um, now you see a little bit of where uh, Freddy Look, Now I want to watch Freddy vs. Jason again. Did I like it? I don't even remember it. I I love it, but you know. Um, and the other thing I want to say, by the way, of out of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, three is the best one. Okay. Copy yeah. you. Three is the three is the best one. Two is one of those ones that like it's become huge with the gay community. Okay. Um, because uh, the lead character in it um, is uh, now he's like um, now he's kind of a gay icon. Oh. Um. And there was so much, like, homoeroticism in the second one. Interesting. There's, yeah, it's actually, it's, it's actually kind of considered, like, all, like, a lot of the fans hate part two. Okay. Part two tried to do something very different than part one. And um, I don't think it works, honestly. Mm -hmm. But, um, but uh, it's still, you know, and then uh, part three is... Uh, Part three is where you get kind of more wisecracking Freddy that you saw later on. That's where he kind of starts doing that. What a fun um, fucking role to play. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like that's like, it's, it reminded me, you know, certain things I was like, it's like the nameless, like getting to play the nameless, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. like the fuck kind of fucked up shit is this? How fun is that for an actor? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, well, it's one of the things I've said for the longest time that like, I, you know me, like, everything I write is pretty much, like, an original for the most part, but one of my, like, dream projects would be a Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. sequel. I could do so fucking much with Nightmare yes, on Elm Street. Um, at Nightmare on Elm Street, and then the other one is my guilty pleasure that everyone's always like, oh my god, really? You would write one of those? But yes, I would 100% write a Final Destination Oh, film. you'd be so good at I that. I want to, like, off-air, I want to hear about your ideas so nobody yeah. steals them. yeah. Oh. I, I love the Final Destination movies way more than anyone would ever think. Yeah, I no, would. actually, I feel like I don't know if you told me yeah. that before, but this is kind of coming as a shock to me right now, honestly, because yeah. I love yeah. them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like a Charles yeah, D. Lincoln, would, like, love thing. No, not at all. And that's why it would be amazing to, to write one, to, mm -hmm. you know, because I've, I've seen every single Final Destination film and I would, like, go super nuts into the canon and the like, fucking just... i remember like you know being so young when like final destination 3 came out that was the first one i saw and the tanning beds 
the tanning bed scene. Mm. Like that's, I was like, I, you know, I think I need to accept that I'm just always going to be really, really white and I will never go to a tanning salon in my life. And I never have because of that movie. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, who else? I mean, I don't think there's a person on earth who doesn't get nervous now if they're on the fucking highway. And there's, there's the logs, fucking truck yeah. with the with the logs. I, that literally, after part that two. literally. So I've, <laughs> I've driven, I've driven already like six hours today, and the um the uh and there was a truck with logs on the highway, and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. getting the fuck out of here right now. It's just, it's just exactly. instinctual. And then I'm watching, watching this uh, TV show. After we come back from the break, I'll look exactly what it was. But you'd find it fucking hilarious, Charles. There's like no way you can't just think it's the best thing on the on the planet. It's like a true crime thing. It's a cop show, but everyone's naked when they get arrested, and it's really funny. It's like oh, this. I'll find out on the on the break. I'll figure out what the what the name of it is. But what? It's a true crime. Yeah, it's show a it's and, a cop or, show. It's a true crime cop show, and yeah. like everyone just winds up being arrested. So there's this woman. There's this woman who stole the truck. Well, you don't know it's a woman, but this guy is just like my truck just got stolen. Mm-hmm. There's a shit ton of loaded weapons on it. So the police are like, oh fuck, <laughs> okay. Um, and there, there's this huge chase, like huge chase on the highway, and mm-hmm. it turns out that it's a woman who stole this truck, and she's purposefully like. When the cops are on her tail, like purposely swerving so that shit flies off the flatbed on the back, like a mini, like oh like, a, like a mini fridge, <laughs> like a mini fridge. There was like a couple guns, like some, like just flying off to like try and divert them. And when they finally catch up to her, it's this like it's this interesting looking like middle aged woman who's obviously high on something, and she's just completely nude with a t shirt on her head, going like this. <laughs> and the oh whole series is just shit like that. And I'm like, everyone it's- should. Is that yes, on Max? It's on Max. Oh yeah, it's like Arrested Naked yeah, or something yeah. like that. I saw. I I haven't watched it, but I saw that that was on the the list. Yeah, of things. it's yeah. so good. It's yeah. so good. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 check out an episode and see. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's where they got some of the sound effects when Johnny Depp is trying to uh, call his mom. And, oh, uh, and see, I thought that that was done. hilarious writing. Like that was great. That was like great delivery mm-hmm. by the actors. You know, I thought yeah. that was so fucking funny. You know, because teenagers do that shit. Oh, I've done that shit. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong as a teenager. Yeah. I was probably like twenty six when I started trying to do stupid shit like that. But you know, um, instead of being like, "Mom, I live in New York. You can't like come save me from whatever I'm doing. You can't help mm-hmm. me anyway." But the mm-hmm. no, um the yeah, it's just the, the slew of different sound effects. Yeah, because he's supposed to be by the airport, but then like there's like gunfire and a dog fight, and, and like just like, people crashing on the highway and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, "No, no, don't, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll call the police, mom. Don't worry about just it. the neighbors. Don't worry, mom. I'll call the police. Don't worry. Everything's gonna be fine." Yeah. Yeah, and and Nancy and Tina are just cracking the fuck up it's while this is so going. It's so funny. It is literally. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think that other than like being impressed with Robert Englund's like, you know, crazy Freddy witticisms, that's the funniest part of this movie, hands down. Mm-hmm. I think it's just hilarious. That and the Tina and the Dick thing. It's very yeah. clever. Very clever. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a very. This like I said, I love this. I love this movie a whole lot. Um. So uh, Nancy and Tina are talking about Freddy, and that's when Nancy kind of notices that uh, they had the same person in her dream, too. With the dirty red sweater. Um, They talk about the noise his finger knives made, 
and uh, which then Glenn says it's impossible, but they hear a noise outside. So they all hide, uh, and I love them hiding behind Johnny Depp as uh, he goes. That's to check cute. It out yeah, so he's go. He runs outside and he says, "I'm gonna punch your ugly lights out, whoever you are." And then um, he calls for a cat, which I think is funny. And then instead of you know, he says "chow chow chow," and I'm like, "What animal says chow chow chow?" <laughs> no, that was from a commercial in the '80s for cats. Oh, it was. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. From, I think it was from Meow Mix. Well, that's Meow Meow Meow. Yeah, but it would also be like a... It would Cat be, Chow? There would be a response of... of there would be a response of uh, Chow 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 from it afterwards. Oh. It was like a, there was like a dancing cat in the commercial. Oh, interesting. Bad, Chelsea. I just did yeah. a cat commercial and I didn't even know that. I'm like, what animal says Chow Chow Chow? <laughs> yeah, but this was like a 40-year-old cat commercial, so it's not like... Yes. How dare know. I not do my research? <laughs> yeah. One thing I, I really want to say is I really like how much physical touching there is between Nancy and mm-hmm. Glenn. Like, you, you really don't see that in a lot of relationships on mm-hmm. screen. You know, a lot of relationships on screen, they say they're the boyfriend. Maybe they'll have a sex scene or they'll kiss or something like that. But here, they're holding each other's hands. They're touching each other's hip. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's, it's really convincing that there's a relationship between them because of those extra yep. touches. 100%. Yeah. So Rod is a uh, Rod who is like, I guess, the town bad boy or whatever, because he has a leather jacket and a switchblade. Oh, my um, God. Fucking Rod. You know. So he's yeah. in the bushes and he um, comes out and he came which, to make up with Tina. Yeah. What? Yeah. Which is which is really funny, by the way, because he's like a Hollywood bad boy, which is not a like, bad boy. He just might be doing heroin the, and no yeah. one knows about it. Yeah, well, because the funny thing is, is he's a Hollywood bad boy. Because I remember even as a kid thinking Rod was way more clean cut than any of me and my friends who were actually the fucking like troublemakers in our fucking right. neighborhood. Rod was so clean, like we would have looked at Rod and thought he was an undercover cop. Or oh, something. definitely. Because he was just so like, you know, like like there was a guy who looked just like that in our high school, and I remember the first question he ever asked me was where I could buy weed. And you were like, I hate you. No, I just turned. I would go back to Jump Street narc, and I walked away. Wasn't <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp in Jump Street too? <laughs> yes, yes. This was his, that was his role. Yes. After. Okay. So that this obviously was before that. The yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, that's the thing is like you know, I love like the Hollywood bad boy is like it's such a look that like no one in real life ever fucking pulled. Up. No one, no one had like the perfectly quaffed fucking you know gel. Well, the hair fucking I'm with, not going like, to talk about it right yeah. now. Like I'm not going to talk about it on air. But like, there's one person who I know who I'm sure I've talked to you about who is out in L.A. who literally looks exactly like Rod, but right now. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, so uh, Rod wants to go and uh, make up with Tina. And, um, you know, uh, and he also, Rod pulls a knife out on, uh, on Glenn. Um, and it's like, ha ha, you see how scared he was? Ha ha ha. Bullies should not exist. Bullies exist because of insecurity. Work on yourself, go to therapy. Bullies should not exist. That's how I feel. <laughs> you know. Well, so, uh, Rod and Tina are, uh, down to fuck. And so they go to, um, they go to, uh, their bed. We also talk about, Johnny no, they go to their mom, go yeah. to her mom's bed. And mind you, also, yeah. she's the 15. Yeah. She is 15. Yep. Okay. This is this is the 80s. <laughs> um, 
She is a fucking teen. That's crazy. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, Rod is older than fifteen. Oh yeah, he got like held back in yeah. high school a couple years or something. Definitely. Yeah, Rod is probably a super senior. He's a super senior. We love super seniors. You're doing the yeah. best you can. Maybe hide the switchblade and you'll be mm-hmm. fine. Um, I, I had to actually when I was fifteen, I, I had, uh, I convinced my girlfriend at the time that I was a super senior. Like that, I was. I, I actually, I was like an ultra senior or something. That I was still in like tenth grade, but I was eighteen. Really? Yes, because girls didn't want to date younger guys, so I had to convince her I was oh, older. Oh, okay. It was like, please but, tell me you didn't idolize and, and, these people, Charles. Please. <laughs> no, no, and that to me is the funniest thing. And I pointed this out to her, like after I told her the truth, I'm like, isn't it funny that you would have preferred I just be really dumb? <laughs> then be like 15 years old um, yes <laughs> yeah no i convinced her i was 17 when i was 15 yeah that's okay I, and that i had just gotten left back twice yeah dang crazy shit and she was perfect perfectly fine with me being dumb enough that i got left back twice okay well you know what to each their own that was her type yeah, yeah and she left you, you know. when she found out uh, <laughs> um no, I, I'm not going to go into uh, how our relationship ended, but, you know. Freddie got um, her. That's a very, that's a, yes, that's exactly what happened. Um, so, um, you know, uh, Glenn is very horny, too, but Nancy uh, doesn't want to because they're there for Tina. Yes, well, no, he, um, she seems to have some morality thing, like she doesn't want to have sex before marriage, and he seems to be, like, reluctant towards that, but still respectful. You know. Yeah, well he's like morality yeah. sucks. But um and I'll tell you, if you uh if you if you are ever stuck where you're listening to uh two people fuck in the next room and you don't really want to hear it, the Benny Hill theme. The Benny Hill uh, theme is, okay. is fucking awesome. To, Play I it. also could not believe how like like how loud these teenagers were. And I was like, this is like giving me some fucking I don't know. Like I was like, that's just not realistic. I've been that. Well, no, but like how fake it sounded. Like she sounded fake. Well, cause, cause it's not real sex. It's fucking actors <laughs> in like a soundstage, you know, doing ADR of oh, oh, you know. <laughs> well, it sounded yucky. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You I have know. a very loud neighbor right now, like standing right outside my apartment. If it picks up, just a heads up. I apologize, but I'm not gonna like yell at yeah. them. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Uh, and she's like, I knew there was something I liked about you. And, uh, and she's like, Jungle Man Fix Jane. Jungle Man Fix Jane. I thought that was hilarious. I did. And you know, he says, no so, more fights, so no more fights. Good. I'm like, I bet they were all... And no more nightmares for, for either, either of us. us. Wait, yeah. did you have one? Guys can have nightmares too, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we hear some pebbles on the window. Which is, I'm like, I'm like, wait, the boyfriend's there. He's not standing outside with, like, a boombox or something. Who's the fuck's throwing pebbles on the fucking window? I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, um, and. Well, that's not, that's not, that's way, way ahead. Oh, is it? That's, uh, yeah. Because uh, that's before they go back to sleep. Uh, I am going to, you keep talking, I'm going to go yell at my neighbor really quick, because they're very loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I don't want it to pick All up. Right. Well, give me a second. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. So um, at this point, we go. We see Nancy. Uh, Nancy is in bed, and uh, the crucifix falls off the uh, off the wall. 
Um, which is interesting because of the whole, you know, five, six, grab your crucifix and all that. But I don't think that actually just the power of Jesus has ever been enough to actually stop Freddy. Hello, I'm back. But, <laughs> yeah, hi, yeah, I was just talking about how I don't think the power of Jesus is really enough to stop Freddy, yet uh, the song does say, grab your crucifix, and he did seem to stop bothering Nancy when she woke up. But it didn't really do much throughout the rest of the film, the crucifix. It was kind of just like... No, it was like, it was like it played, it played, like... You thought it could be maybe something that you that you'd use it as a trope in like a demon movie or something, mm-hmm. but then I was yeah. like, wait, this doesn't actually have like y'all are just religious. It doesn't fix or make Freddy go away at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at this point, um, you know, Rod and Tina, um, they roll over and go to sleep, and uh, then that's when she's woken up by someone throwing rocks at the window and calling her oh, name. Oh, so they go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also when um when uh Freddy's reaching through the walls and I've always loved that effect. Oh my god. Like, yeah. No, that was one I, of my favorites. I so Yeah. I wanted to recreate that in uh Bishop's Cove, but it was too expensive. Really? I wonder um, how they did it. But there was a there was there was, no, they, I know how they did it. It's just it you need like literally like fucking several dozen yards of latex to do it. Oh. But, I had when we had the when we have her going through the hallway. Um, I had wanted to do that, but then remember because remember I had tape measure when I first went to um, Stag and Lion mm-hmm. where we shot. That's why because I was seeing how much of that we would have needed, and then it would have been like an extra six hundred dollars. Oh, that's or crazy! Something. So that's why we didn't do it. But originally, that's what I wanted to do, and I wanted to have, when she's going through the hall, I wanted to have people fucking reaching for her and shit. That'd be really cool. Yeah. It would have been, but it would have been yeah, way no, too expensive. That. That's yeah. okay. You don't need the yeah. movie's terrifying enough as it is. In my yeah. personal but, opinion. You know, but it's one of those things that like, yeah, I definitely I love that effect and I've always loved that effect. It, it's also used in Videodrome when they have a hand reaching through the TV with a gun. Um oh. And it's just such an awesome effect. And I, I I love that they used it like with him coming through the fucking wall above her and shit. Interesting. I don't think I've seen that. Have I seen it? Uh, you haven't seen no, Video Drum? So. Uh, I don't. You haven't seen it with me. Then yeah. I probably wouldn't have seen um, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you haven't seen it. One day, one day okay. we'll watch it. Um, so Tina's now going into the backyard um, to check out who is calling her name. And uh, the garbage can lid uh, rolls over because it turns out it was Io Shirai. It was Io Shirai. But no. Yes. Uh, and then <laughs> it was also it was Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Yeah, who jumps on her from on top of the roof with the garbage yes. tail on her. Um, yes. But yeah, no, Freddy's there with really long arms, and we still don't really see his face until she says, oh, God, and he says, uh, this is God. And that's when you first yes, see his face. Yes, I love that. I love that. That This this yeah. is God. That, like, got me. I also, like, the other night, I just watched, um, what is it, 30 Days of Night for the first time in a long time, and I was thinking about, I forget the actor's name, who plays, like, the lead vampire in that, but he goes, God, no, God. And I was like... Danny, Danny uh, Houston, or you, I, I don't know, Huston? I'm I love sure that movie. Pronounced, yeah. <laughs> I really love yeah. that movie. But, uh, yeah, I was like, they took this from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and I love the little effects here when she's running for him, like him popping out from behind that little, like, thin oh, tree. Oh, yeah, the little thin tree thing. That was everything. I loved yeah. that a lot. Or when he cuts, he starts cutting his fingers off and ecto-cooler is popping out. Is that what it is? I was like, you what know. the fuck is that green goo? But the, the, 
I don't I don't know what it is, but that's what it looks yes. like. Yes. It look I it looked like flubber coming out of his finger. <laughs> yeah. And when she she pulls his face off and he's fucking and it's just, a skeleton. It's a skeleton the skull and he starts laughing. No, I loved all of this. Again, this whole this whole thing I was like, God, for the eighties this was such an, a great they did such a great job. And all that's practical too. Yeah. It was like just fucking The practical yeah. effects are astounding you know. in this. They really are. They really mm-hmm. are. So uh yeah, so she's uh calling for Rod and uh you know, uh, he's being slashed up. I also love, and I love also when um, they're carrying her, like, where she's being, like, killed, and she's going up the wall and then up the ceiling. Oh, yeah. No, that was great. I'm like, this is some fucking exorcist shit. Um, but that was just absolutely great. Like, I can't imagine being Rod in that scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, she's just dragged all over the fucking place, being bloodied up. And there's no, there's no way to fucking like explain that to anyone, no matter how hard Rod tries throughout the movie. There's no way to actually logically explain that, you know? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about it is that like, I, I, I've always tried to think of it from the perspective of like the police and the parents. Yeah. Like, so is Rod so strong that not only was he killing her, but he was literally dragging her along the ceiling? Like... What you know what I mean? Like the forensic evidence must be like, wait a minute, what the fuck did this kid do? Yeah, what like how did he do that? Like, did he literally like like yeah. he, I imagine like him jumping on the bed and pretending it's a trampoline and just like her body just goes voop boom up against the ceiling, voop boom. Yeah, because it because it looked like a te- it looked like a higher like a ten foot fifteen foot ceiling or something like yeah. that. So how exactly did he did he have like a ladder with like wheels on it as he was like dragging her through like the <laughs> he's like oh, oh, that'd like, be funny yeah like i've always tried to imagine like from the forensic perspective mm-hmm. when you're arresting rod because obviously you'd have to arrest him because he was in the room with yeah, her and there's no evidence of a break-in or anything like that y- yeah. yeah there's no evidence of a break-in he has her blood all over yeah. him you know and the two witnesses say that he was the only person in the room. I just wish that, like, you know, he could have done something. Continue, yes. But the actual forensic evidence would be like, wait a minute. How the fuck did that happen? And he only has one knife. How did he make four um, in the same places? Of You know what I yeah. mean? Like, forensically, it doesn't hold well, up. Well, I mean, we probably didn't have DNA but- and shit from that time where you can, like, see that his DNA is not on that corner of the ceiling. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, may, I don't know if, uh, oh, God. If, if he pulls out. Maybe his DNA is all over the ceiling. <laughs> um, but, uh... Charles, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, you know, I also love how he's a musician type and arrested for drugs and brawling. I'm like, that kid uh, can't play an instrument. You know, that, that's a Hollywood bad boy. He can't you play know. music. I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe he's a drummer. You can play the triangle. Um, so, yeah, so we meet uh, Donald, who's uh, the lieutenant, actually. I kept thinking, he's not, it's so weird, too. When most people's, um, when most people's dad is, is a cop in a film, they're usually mm-hmm. the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, but this. This is the first time he's actually, like, another rank. He's another rank. <laughs> the sheriff you never even fucking meet in this movie. Like, what the yeah. fuck is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> he's also mm-hmm. fucking Tina and Nancy's mom. Put- <laughs> Putting his, putting his, putting his thumb up his butt and spinning. That's what he does at his office all yep. day long in his little mm-hmm. swivel chair, just spinning. Um, but yeah, 
Um, you know, uh, Donald, her uh, father, uh, wants to know what she was doing shacking up with three other kids um, and a lunatic. And, uh, and even her mother attacks her when she was like, their fights weren't that serious. And, and her mom's like, maybe you don't think murder is serious. Yeah, it's like this fucking... It's, so you already go into like the trope that the parents just don't believe their children. But you should... Parents, you should just believe your children. Like... Parents sometimes, kids sometimes, parents just don't understand. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be stuck in my head for forever. Um, I don't know where I am now. Thanks, Charles. You fucked me up. Fucking no, it's stuck in my head now. No, no. <laughs> so, um, she didn't want to sleep alone because she's been having nightmares and someone was trying to kill her. <laughs> and, um, they showed Tina's arm hanging from the girl. Like, I talked about last week about how. Okay, they'll be real descriptive about shit. Yeah. <laughs> on the news in the 80s, I don't think they would have shown just a fucking dead arm hanging out on a gurney, no. though. I never recall seeing that. And you were like, up. and I was there for several crime scenes. <laughs> just kidding. You know. So, um, and her mom doesn't want Nancy to go to school um, because obviously her parents don't believe in education. Obviously. Obviously. And she's just like, I'm going to go nuts if I just fucking stay here, you know? So it makes sense. I'd probably want to go to school, too. Especially if there's someone who would fucking kill me if I'm just... (laughs) If I fall asleep. And I like sleep. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, she says she'll sleep in study hall and and come home right after. So Tina goes out. She sees this well-dressed man in the bushes who I described as Michael Myers' um, very well-dressed brother. See, okay, so who the fuck was that? I don't know. It's never explained at any point in the movie. <laughs> I was like, is that how Fred Krueger used to dress? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't... No, he used to dress in the red and green sweater with yeah, the hat. So, so the, yeah, okay. Because I'd forgotten about that, but I wrote, like, okay, how does this tie in? It doesn't. Yeah, it's been established that Freddy Krueger... Um, by the way, since you mentioned Freddy vs. Jason, do you know what one of the... Um, of the fucking uh, original script ideas for Freddy vs. Jason had that was not in the movie. That a teenage Freddy Krueger was one of the counselors when Jason drowned. Interesting. They, they, that's not in the final movie, but in one of the early versions of the script, that was in there. See, I don't hate that. I kind of yeah. think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was in there. In fact, they apparently were going to they, it had some, like, a flashback, and there was some, like, teenager who looked like a young Robert Englund um, with, like, a fucking, like, red and green, like, you know, camp counselor shirt or whatever, because I guess he only wears those colors his, his whole, whole life. life. He's like, whatever. I love Christmas! <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, but yeah, yeah, so that was uh, one of the things there. But, yeah, no, Freddy Krueger just looked like... um. Uh, Freddy's dead establishes what he looked like as a person. Okay. And he just looks like Robert Englund. Just looks like Robert Englund without makeup. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Without all the maggots, such a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, well, you know, only in his feet. Because uh, he had uh, he, he had uh, really bad uh, corns. Oh, so, God. I was uh, just thinking about how I was hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry anymore. There you go. There you go. So Rod grabs Nancy, pulls her into the bushes, and uh, her dad has obviously been following her because it would make sense that Rod, excuse me, would try run. to run. Oh, try to God. run. Yeah, cover this because I'm burping bur- a lot. Cover this because <laughs> I'm burping a lot. So yeah, so Rod's just like in the bushes and he's obviously, yeah, of course he's terrified. 
Um, uh, I just think I, my immediate thought is like, you didn't leave town. You fucking dumbass. Like you should try and get the fuck mm. out of town. Um, she asked, like, he said, they're going to kill me for sure. And he, she asked, did you do it? Then you never touched her or somebody else there. Um, and, and, um, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I know, I know, but Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. Sorry, it's funny. Um, the, uh, he's there and then is just like step away from her son and he winds up getting caught. And Nancy feels like she had just, you know, you used me, dad. Yeah. yeah, and Dad also was just like, "Why didn't you just stay home?" And they find out that he had, that Rod has the stitch switchblade, and she just like walks off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not really much else she could do it's at that true. point. But um, so now uh, we go to uh, Hara Icon Lin Shay, who is known for just so many fucking mm-hmm. movies as the teacher here. Yes. Um, you know, it's uh, being a lesson about Hamlet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I was yeah. like, you know, Shakespeare brain, I was just like, I agree with part of this. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> she's talking about what always seen is not, or what is seen is not always real. Um, uh, yeah. She's talking about, so nothing, something operation in nature. IQ is a canker, as he put in. I, wow, I did not spell anything right. I should know this. I played Hamlet. Um, is that, she's the one from the Insidious movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, which I I've never seen, but I know from I looked up her IMDb because I'm like I've seen her in so many different things. I wanted to have a list of stuff. Yeah, she the, um, she's she's also in Critters. Yeah. She's also in uh, you know she's known for being like quirky and creepy old lady. Yeah, I think she's now. dead now. Yeah, I is think she? she's dead. Well, that'd be very. I'm sad. pretty sure she's dead. <laughs> we'll look it up. We'll look it up mm. on the break. Um. But yeah. uh, so she's making a, a parallel between like the grave diggers and they're all trying to get below the surface. And then they go into Julius Caesar from Hamlet. Uh, Nancy's fallen asleep. Uh, Tina's in the body bag calling her name right next to her at a desk. Uh, that's how I feel. Then there's a guy reading Julius Caesar. And um, now she's reading it like really creepy and like whispering it to mom. I'm in a movie. Um, the <laughs> all, all I kept thinking was um, imagine just a whole play. An entire performance of Shakespeare where everyone just I think that I think voice. that's been done. It, I'm really? not saying it should have been done, <laughs> but think about all the over the past over the past like over 400 years, how many t- people have done Shakespeare? Yeah. I'm sure it's been done. Yeah, you know the, um, Yeah, so this is- I, I wrote. I, I wrote by the way that um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Nancy doses off because Shakespeare is being read, not performed. That's brilliant. Amen. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Um, so she starts following the trail of blood uh, that Tina's body bag left. <laughs> and uh, so so here's, here's also a thing I wrote in here. Why do we do shit like this in our dreams? You ever wonder about that? Like, why do we? Like, follow, because like, do real- really stupid shit. Yeah, like in real life, like, you know, like if, if anyone you know who, who had died, if they suddenly sh- you saw them in a body bag in a fucking hallway yeah. with a long trail of blood behind them, I don't think you'd follow them. Uh, most likely not. You know, like, so, but we, in a dream, all of us do it. Well, you never know all if it's like, if it's your it best friend, dreams. if I was following you around in a body bag, no, you wouldn't follow me around. Never mind. <laughs> you would not follow me. You'd you know. be like, Chelsea, this is fucked up. Stop playing. <laughs> do i need to call your mom so yeah so like i i just i wonder why we but we all do it in dreams every one of us 
Like, we all do stupid, stupid shit that would be like, you know, well, uh, I'm going to go, you know, like, you know, like, it, we, we're all like, hey, man, don't go into the basement when we watch a horror movie. But in our, in our dreams, we all go into the fucking basement. I love basement. basement. <laughs> you Look know? At this creepy attic. Like, I, I, it's fascinating. It's also fascinating to me the fact that we don't have any idea what dreams are. The movie goes yeah, into this. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant, too. But it's it's 40 years, 40 something years later. We still have no idea what they are. We still don't know. You know what I mean? Like science has not made any progress yeah. on what dreams actually are. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, we don't even know if that's true. And people I think a lot of it is like, you know, people who theorize about something and then decide that they're experts on it and then write a book about it. And we're just supposed to accept that as fact, you know? Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing is people have theories, but no one, there is no one scientific uh, thought. I actually love, um, and you, this is the one that you haven't seen for, you know, the reasons that you've told me for the second Doctor Strange mm-hmm. movie. Um, but there's, a, con- there's a, a, a concept of what dreams are that I absolutely love the idea of in that movie. That dreams are literally just you traveling into an alternate universe version of Well, that yourself. would be awesome. And seeing out the eyes of that, of just another version of yourself in another universe. That would be really cool. Which, which basically means that and even when the your most and the reason that's why you can't control shit most mm-hmm. of the time. That's why you do stupid things because you're just a passenger yeah. in that person's body as these things happen. And it's also why if you why you wake up before you die in a dream because you're just seeing another version of you their last moments. Interesting. Which is so fascinating. I, I, I saw the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I actually kind of hope that's true. That would be amazing. <laughs> this sounds great. I like this idea. Yeah, like you're literally just traveling the multiverse when you're dreaming. I mean, that'd be awesome. I would really like yeah. that. And it's, why you, it's, it's also why you also, um, some, some versions are very mundane, because there's literally just billions and trillions of versions of yourself out there in all the different universes. I mean, that would be really, really nice, because then there's no death. You know, well, there is for each one of us, but not, yeah. you know. But the other idea being, by the way, that other versions of you um, sometimes dream the shit that we're doing. Yeah. Like this podcast Which right now. So, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, that's so fascinating. Like, I just, I, I imagine there's, like, some Chelsea and, like, who lives in, like, I don't know, a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland, like, yeah, I had that dream again. I was doing a podcast and I had dogs. It was really nice. I wish life was like that. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, it's just, I don't know. It's so crazy. It also means that there's some fucked up alternate universes out there from the shit that I've seen. Oh, yeah, in my same, dreams. same. I'm like, God, I'm like, I wake up from a dream and I'm like, God, I'm fucked up. Like, why the fuck? You know, I am... <laughs> I have seen the world end dozens of fucking times in my oh, yeah. dreams. And it makes me wonder... Like, if, that's, if that was true, how many fucking worlds have ended? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's why, why I write the shit I do. That makes so, sense. Um, so she's following, and she runs into the uh, hall monitor. <laughs> who, um, your hall pass. Hey, Nancy. No running in the Ooh. hallways with, like, the Freddy Krueger glaw, the sweater. Um, I wonder who that actress was. Yeah. I hope she's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I care about the so, people. Yeah, so she follows the bag down to the boiler room. Uh, we see Freddy's watching her. And uh, 
At one point, he when he shows himself, he cuts himself open. There's maggots and slime under his chest. Yeah, that was really appetizing. Yeah, she can't go back the way she came because there's a wall there and he corners her. And it occurred to me, by the way, and it never occurred to me before in watching this, if he killed her right there, it would change the entire movie, not only because our lead just died, but he would have killed her in a public place with several fucking, with like dozens of witnesses. Mm-hmm. Would have exonerated yep. Rod. <laughs> yep. And it also would have exposed this whole fucking thing. The whole thing, thing about... Like, what's yep, going on. Yep, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so... So, really, Nancy's very selfish for not, let, not uh, taking not one taking, to the team. Come on, Nancy, do bad us. Yeah. Yeah, she burned herself on the hot pipes and starts freaking well, the Well, I fuck think she out. did that in order to wake herself up, you know, which worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank God. Um... You know, that, I mean, that's something that I'd probably do. You know, that's like when you think there's no other option. It's kind of a good mm-hmm. call. What what I do what I do appreciate though is that they actually like seem to be pretty understanding that she has a lot of PTSD to work on. Yeah. So they're kind of like, all right, you you head home. But this is the know, thing that bothered were- me too. Is that like, wait, in the eighties, you could just get up and leave class, like, and just leave school. You have to have like parents' permission. When I was growing up, like, they have to call and make sure that you can mm-hmm. leave. No, no. Um, if there was a special a special case like that, they would let the person leave. See, I feel like someone with PTSD, you should not let them leave unless the parents are there, you know? I was like, okay, mm. this teacher's just obviously freaked out. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Which I didn't blame her, but she did handle yeah. it very well. You know? You know, so... Uh, and then she's speaking to Rod behind bars. This is the thing that I thought was weird, that they're just letting her go in and visit this dude. Yeah, like... In prison. I would, like... And I think he's also just, like, still at a holding cell, too. You know, he's not even in prison yeah, yet. Yeah, he's in jail. He's yeah. in jail. Yeah, he's in jail. Yeah, the, um... Like, in the precinct itself, it seems. The, the, um... Like, I think that her father would never let her do that. Yeah, so I was kind of kind of surprised that they'll just, like, yeah, it's totally cool for you to go visit your friend who murdered your other friend. Like, and not, go like, and think, like, have a, like, start a conspiracy that, like, she was in on it or something. You know? You know. So, basically, this just exists to kind of describe Freddy a little more and kind of link the uh, nightmares they've had. Yes. So, we go to her taking a bubble bath while singing the Freddy song. And uh, she doze, she dozes off in the bath, which I'm just like, you know, even if there's not a man coming at you in your dreams with fucking nightmare clothes, you're going to die, Nancy. Yes. And I mean, her mother even <laughs> says it like, don't fall asleep in there. You could drown. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love the shot where she's in where she's in the fucking bathtub and her legs are spread and the fucking Freddy claw comes up right between her legs. Shot. It's a great shot. Yeah. Like the like the fins and jaws or something like that. It's the fins and jaws. And. And he starts reaching for her until her mother wakes up and her mother trying to give her warm milk. Yeah, warm milk is what? yucky. Which Nancy even oh, says. Oh, yes, that's true. Warm milk, gross. Yeah, I like milk. But, um, but warm you know, milk is yucky. Well, no, she she says it, yeah. And, um, and I, and I wrote, seriously, though, Nancy, even without the dream demons, this shit is dangerous. Yeah, yeah she fucking does it again. He pulls her under and the bathtub gets a lot bigger under the water. <laughs> Which once again, I absolutely love yeah. this. This there was actually that that bathtub was actually put on top of a swimming pool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they built the set of the bathroom on top of the swimming pool. I love that. And they had like a little thing that Nancy was on, 
um, you know, like a little board. And then when she gets pulled in, they pulled the board out. <gasps> oh. Yeah. And then um, when she's in there, the nude woman that Freddie is pulling down is a stunt double. But uh-huh. um, when uh, whenever it's like whenever we see her like struggling in the bathtub, that's uh, that's uh, Heather Lang- Langenkamp. Cool. Yeah. I love finding out how people who, do shit like that. Who, who, by the way, I did name um, our protagonist in Bishop's Cove after her. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, uh, Freddie's trying to drown her. She uh, she finally gets out. Um, but I, I so love the shot of like the fucking just infinite ocean under the bathtub. Yeah, That's f- it's really cool. It's really, really clever. So fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, so she puts on a towel and she says she just slipped in the bathtub. Um, and uh, then she gets her very clearly labeled stay awake fast pills. Oh, yeah. Which do not appear to be working. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, like, you know, we've been there where it's just like all of a sudden your body's like, nope, you have to stop. Yeah. You know, um, so she's watching Evil Dead on TV, which was actually done on purpose um, because of um, the Hills Have Eyes poster in Evil Dead. Uh-huh. It was Wes Craven's little nod back uh, to Sam Raimi. Oh, we love this. I didn't. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, Johnny Depp's outside her window. He sneaks in to see her. Johnny Depp's outside And I love her saying... <laughs> Thank you for not pooping yeah, on my dead bed, I, Johnny. Thank you. S- sometimes I wish you didn't live across the street. <laughs> oh, she says that? Which, by the way... Yes, which, by the way, is a really nice way to give the audience the information um, of yeah. where he lives. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and he says, so I heard you freaked out in English class. Uh, I haven't slept. Uh, where'd you burn your arm in English class? <laughs> Because that doesn't make any sense. And she looks at herself in the mirror. She said, oh, God, I, God, I look 20 years old. And I went, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just wrote, one day you'll wish that was mm-hmm, the case. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so funny. And, and she asked, do you believe in the boogeyman? Which I totally forgot she had ever asked. And now I was just like, oh, man, now Michael Myers is going to get involved. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, yeah, so... Uh, she's gonna go look for Freddy, and she wants, uh, Johnny Depp to, uh, stand guard and watch over her. Yes, yes. Um, and a lot um, depends on this. Here's what we're gonna do, it's not what you're thinking. I <laughs> love that line, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Tina is obviously dreaming, because she's walking around the neighborhood, uh, barefoot in her PJs. You've never done that? I've done that. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. No, I have. Sometimes I'll just be like, I don't want to put shoes on. That's such a great... Well, Jesus Christ, have you ever had, like, ringworm or some no. shit? <laughs> no, to be fair, I've never done Your it in the city. Your audio just popped out. Your audio is My gone. My audio is gone. That's not good. Hello? I'm right here. Mm. Uh, let's take a break. Let's take our break now. Okay. Uh, I can't hear. You can't hear? Um, oh. Can you yes. hear me? Okay, then let's take our break okay. now, Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break, people, uh, while I figure out our audio issues, and we'll be back in two and two. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, yeah, I had uh, had a little technical difficulties with my AirPod. Um, unfortunately, I only, I, yeah, oh, I, only have one. The, I only have the one ear, so unfortunately, uh, you know, it wouldn't really 
matter if that one was working. Um, that makes sense. And I took the opportunity to eat down a bunch of pepperoncinis, and now my mouth is on fire, so this will be really fun. Yeah, so you, uh, so Chelsea was just telling us that she gets ringworm frequently because she walks around town without shoes. And yep. uh, mm-hmm. so uh, she's going to the police station, and then Freddie kind of <laughs> goes through the bars. Yes. Um, and uh, I kind of love how he um, he lifts up like Glenn's blanket, like he's going to go and see how many writers he can, how many letters he can write on Rod's boner. Um, I thought that I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Tina's in the body bag behind Nancy. She opens her mouth, and centipedes come out, and she appears to poop a whole bunch of snakes. Um, that's, what, that's what we do. I mean, that's really what that effect looked like. It looked like she shit snakes. Yes. You don't shit snakes? I'm confused. You know, um, apparently they uh, used a, uh, a fake uh, version of her head because they tried to have her spit out a fake centipede and it looked fake. So they had to give her a fake, uh, a fake version of her, like, uh, of her head. And then they put a real centipede in that. That was a real centipede? Yeah, that was a real centipede. Where the fuck did they just randomly get centipedes? Because that was a large centipede. That yeah, was a no, giant and centipede. in fact, it actually got lost on set for the day, and they uh, were trying to find it. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So, uh, Freddie jumps out from behind the bushes. He's chasing Nancy. She goes up. She runs up the stairs, and I love the fucking squishy pancake stairs. I love that effect <laughs> so fucking squishy much. Pan- That's actually a kind of a cool band name, Squishy Pancake Stairs. No, it isn't. But um, yes, it is. So, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, she runs into her into her room. Glenn's sleeping. Like this is a dream. He isn't real. And then he uh, jumps through the mirror, and they tussle. And they tussle. Uh, they tussle. And there's feathers everywhere because he um, destroying the pillows. Yeah, and then she wakes up, and the alarm clock wakes her up. And my first thought was, yeah, I guess her warm milk has probably gotten cold. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there's a glass the only of time milk. that warm milk is... Oh, there is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a glass of milk right next to the alarm clock. The only time that warm milk is acceptable is if you're putting hot chocolate in it. Like, mm. that, is, that is it. Or I, if you're trying to destroy the fire that's in my mouth because of all the peppers I just I always just put, um I always just put uh, milk into the hot chocolate already. I don't, take, I don't warm up the, the milk. So, really? Yeah. Do you make hot chocolate with water? Yeah, and then you put milk into it, yeah. That's fucking weird. It's mm. so much better with just milk, I promise you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, basically Glenn was supposed to be watching her, and he fell asleep, because Glenn is kind of useless in this movie. He is kind of useless. He's also just like, I'm like, like you had one job, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so they run to the police station. And uh, here's where Freddy uh, makes Glenn look, uh, makes Rod look like he hung himself. Yeah, it was so interesting, too, this weird little, like, you know, snake hanging sheet thing. Like, I don't know. It was cool. I wonder how they did that in the 80s. Hmm. Um, I assume a lot of it was with uh, either wires or they shot it backwards or, you know, yeah. a lot of that sort of stuff. Peanut, what um, do you think about this? <laughs> yeah. She has no opinion. She's, she's just gonna move her ears. And um, then Gert. And then Gert. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm just so, sleepy chicken. So now they're at the funeral of accused murderer Rod, which um, the priest is kind of talking shit about him during the eulogy. He is. I hate it. And then you notice there's no funeral for Tina. Yeah. 
There's no funeral. Yeah. I'm like, is it because she's still like hanging in the morgue because it's under investigation? But you never see the funeral for Tina. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, and here's where um, she describes uh, the killer to her to her, her parents, uh, yes. and they freak out. They freak out because they obviously know um, what. Who it uh, is. Yeah, who it is. They take her to the Katja Institute, where Doctor Roger Rabbit is there to test her out. Um, so yeah, that actor did the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, I thought you were making fun of him for some reason. No, no, that's actually the voice of Roger Rabbit. That that's actor. cool. Yeah. yeah. What? Do you have to take a shit or something? Can you wait a little bit? Thank you. I love you. <laughs> yeah. So yes. hopefully it's not snakes. Um. So um, hey, what have you been eating while mommy was driving earlier today? <laughs> Here, so, settle down. Here we go. Okay, and we're settled. Yeah. So here's the part where basically Nancy has a dream that we don't see. And it's funny because I never thought of this as a just a civilian, but now as a filmmaker, doesn't this feel like a dream sequence that they couldn't afford, that they cut out? Absolutely. But I thought it was that, but it was also showing off her talent. You know, like, it's it's not a bad scene at all, but it, it really feels like in the script there's a, there's a dream here that we just don't see mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's the most like, logical explanation. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't think of that when you're just a regular person watching this. But now as filmmakers, this 100% feels like yeah. there was a scene that got cut. Yep. Yeah. A scene that never existed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, lots of crazy shit happens with, like, the little, uh, um, I don't even know what you call it, but, like, the little Geiger counter-earthquake thingy that measures oh. her dream oh, activity. Oh, the, like, yes, yes, the thing that measures her brainwaves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, she comes back. I'm like, back seismograph. With- I go, seismograph. I'm like, Chelsea, that's what actually measures earthquakes. That's not what yeah, measures this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she comes back with Freddie's hat and, uh. Which is so know, cool. Yeah. And, that's so uh, cool. So now her mom is just acting so suspicious at this point. Her mom is acting, like, super, super. Oh, we and forgot to mention, too, that the nurse, the nurse in that scene is, um, her last name is Craven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, because, like, when I paused it on Prime, of course, like, everyone's little, like, names show mm-hmm. up, and she's, like, her last name's Craven, too, so I wonder how she's related. It might have been, I, it might have been his daughter. Yeah, Because I know she was on set. She was on set. Um, I don't know, I've never met her. My dad knew Wes Craven, obviously, but I've never, yeah. uh, uh, my, they, they both passed away before any introduction could be done. Because I had had a, there was a, my very first script I ever wrote, um, my dad um, wanted to, he had asked Wes Craven if he would read it. And uh, and then, like, Wes Craven, like, died pretty much, like, a month later, so. It was your script, it killed him because it was too good yes. and he was jealous. Yeah, honestly, I don't even think it's, I don't, it's one of those things where when you look back at your older script, I don't even think it's a particularly good script, but, you know, it's one of those things when you just look back at your own shit. Yes, that makes but sense. Maybe, Maybe mm-hmm. he's just like, this kid has so much potential and it's he hasn't reached it yet, and then he died. And then he died, um, yeah. That's yeah. exactly, that's exactly, he died thinking about your script. That's a cool thing yeah. to think about, though. <laughs> I will say that Freddy Krueger, I, I find it very convenient that he wrote his name into the script, uh, into the hat. Um, yes. That, that, that did seem like, well, gee, that saved us a lot of... Uh, a lot of potential exposition. Um, <laughs> figuring out who it was. Yeah, because he just spent the next couple of movies like figuring out exactly what his name was. Yeah, so yeah. Um, here's where, uh, you know, her mom explains that uh, who Freddy Krueger was. 
Yes. And she yeah. brings her down to a fucking furnace in order to do so. Which is just like, you know, this mom, like, I don't know, this mom's got some problems. <laughs> she's definitely got some issues. <laughs> well, she's so, um, super fucking drunk, like. Yeah, she's drunk pretty much the whole time. I'm like, I'm sorry that your husband left you, but you gotta, like, like rise above the ashes, get it? Uh-huh, ashes, because they're, they're in a furnace. I was also thinking to myself, by the way, whenever they show the front door and that it's 1428 Elm Street, I'm like... Boy, I guarantee you, if we ever do horror triver- trivia, that's a question. 1428, I'm, like if we went to a bar and did random trivia? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you, whenever there's horror trivia nights, that's a question that probably comes up in every single one of them. Yeah. No, probably. I've yeah. never been to a horror trivia. I feel like you would you would be, like, wasted because you'd win the $50 bar tab and be like, <laughs> I'm going to do this Maybe. all myself. I'm not sharing it with any of you. <laughs> <laughs> you would be nothing without me with this. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, her mom explains um, about uh, Freddie was a child murderer who killed 20 kids in the neighborhood. It's a lot of and, kids. Uh, yeah, he got away with a technicality. Um and then the parents tracked him down in an abandoned boiler room and burned it down. And then it's just like, wait a minute. You don't just find a boiler room by themselves. Usually they're part of a building. They're part of a building. And it makes me think that, like, I don't know. I don't know. So I guess maybe the theory that, like, Nancy had an older sister, that makes sense then. Yeah. Because that's where they found her or something. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, um, and uh, he's dead because mommy killed him. And I even took his knives, which I'm like, wow, this is... Uh, this is quite a confession. You're just laying on your teenage daughter now. And you're, like, tampering with evidence, and you're questioning your daughter's fucking, like, sanity, too. Like, Yeah. You've been gaslighting her this entire movie, and now you're, you know, confessing to murder. <laughs> you're confessing to murder. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But maybe that's why the dad left her. Yeah. You never know. No, I, 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 I once I heard that, uh, that... You know, originally there was a scene because they they shot the scene. It's just not in the movie. Um, I want to see it. Yeah, no, it's only on the Laserdisc version. It's never been released on any DVD or Blu-ray. We got to find the Laserdisc version. Well, I don't I don't know anyone with a Laserdisc player. I don't even know what that is. It's um in the in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, before DVDs became like a thing. They were laser discs. They are like literally the size of a fucking LP, and oh. uh, it was better quality than regular uh, regular than a VHS. VHS. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. But they were the type of thing that like I like my daddy didn't even own one, and my dad had all the latest technology, and he didn't even fucking have a laser disc player. Weird. I bet you could still get them online somehow. They're probably is super expensive though. I mean, yeah. They only made them for a couple of years, which means they'd be rare. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to look it up later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, basically, uh, Glenn's in watching his tiny TV. And, and I uh, love that, like, at a certain point, Glenn has the fucking TV on his groin with nothing yes. under, like, underneath it. I'm like, that shit gets hot. I used to have one of those. Like, yeah. you, you, no. <laughs> well, that's how, that's how um, I know for a fact um, that there were guys who got testicular cancer because they would do that with, like, little televisions. And um, the constant um, radiation on their balls would literally eventually give them cancer. Yeah. And here we are now, like, always having our MacBooks on our laps and stuff. Oh, I'm sure this is... I'm sure these things are all fucking awful for us. 
Yeah. I'm positive. Yeah, I'm good especially, now. I, bought, I have like the little lap desk, so it's not directly on my yeah. boss. But especially with how hot these fucking things get. Like, oh, this it's true. is. Yeah. Like, I, I purposely try to only put my. Um, and I'm sure, you know, stomach cancer was, would be so much better than testicular cancer, but mm-hmm. I try to only have my laptop on my, on my stomach. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty good about that. Yeah. I was like yeah. weird for that, but now I understand the reasoning. Yeah, no, it. it's purposely for, for cancer uh, reasons. For, for, it's, you are a cancer research person now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's for cancer so Nancy, so Nancy at this point says that she's going to go and try to bring Freddie out of her dreams, but she says she's been awake for seven days. For seven and, days, but it says the day record is eleven. She says, "Yeah, but my hope here, here's my thing is here's where I know Wes Craven has never been awake for uh, any number of days." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because Go ahead. you and I have both, have both on, on our own occasions been uh, awake for several days. Mm-hmm. And uh, you start hallucinating. You start having audio hallucinations after about two days. And then hallucinating actual and things after three. Visual, visual hallucinations after three. Yep. If Nancy had been, been awake, if Nancy had been awake for seven days, she'd be a fucking basket case. Yep, 100%. 100%. I mean, like, the fact that she's, like, probably 15 years old, I'm like, that's your only saving grace, because I'm like, God, you know, I've... I've been up for 72 hours, you know, wish I looked that good when I was up for 72 hours. Like, are you kidding me? She looks great. Yeah, no, (laughs) I've... I've I've gone... Longest I've ever gone without food was 14 days. Longest I've ever gone without um, sleeping was 72 hours. Yeah, no, I've... Like, yeah... And, food and I've probably done. Food I've probably done seventy two hours. I've gone without sleep for like I think four four nights. Yeah, yeah. but but you're but you're a fucking bad. Especially if it's not like drug related. Like she's yeah. she's not even high. Yeah, like there's it's completely different if you're on drugs for three days to mm-hmm. when you are just awake for three days because of stress mm-hmm. or or like the fucking constantly giving yourself the fucking pills she's taken. She would be a literal basket case like she would be here. She'd be like seeing Freddie coming out from her, from fucking under her bed before she's even asleep. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There's there'll be yeah. nights where like I'm up for one night now and I'm like I start hallucinating shit like. I'm like, yeah. I thought that Monkey the Cat was just, like, asleep. Like, she's in the corner of my eye, and I'm like, oh, she's actually in her basket, like, sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Nancy would be the giant... Nancy, there was no way Nancy could be as calm and as, like, you know... Driven. <laughs> like, yeah, Nancy would be a fucking lunatic after mm-hmm. seven days without sleep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so she wants Glenn to beat up Freddy, and I just keep thinking, well, this isn't. this is not a good plan in any way. But she even just says, like, I know you're next. And I'm like, so you're going to throw him in the line of fire? You mm-hmm. know, like, you're just going to, like, just destroy him anyway. Like, I know you're next, so you might as well fight him. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do love how Nancy has an extra coffee pot under her bed. I thought um, that was hilarious because the mom took away the coffee pot. Yeah. 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 And she has an but extra she- coffee pot. Yes, even though that, even though keeping a coffee pot under your bed is uh, kind of a giant fire hazard, it's a huge fire hazard. I even wrote that down. I was like, I was like, my mom would say this is a fire hazard. Yes, <laughs> yes. So meanwhile, uh, Glenn's dad is outside drinking a beer, watching her. You know what yeah. I think? I think that kid's some kind of lunatic or something. And you think about. 
about it, like, obviously, like, of course they've grown up across the street from each other, but based on their relationship, you'd think that they've been together for a while. So, mm-hmm. and it's, which gives the indication that they were, like, really cool and probably loved Nancy because she was a good kid, and then all of a sudden yeah. Nancy's friends start dying, and then she's a lunatic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Parents do better. <laughs> I don't want that kid hanging out with our son anymore. Yep. It makes yeah. me sad. So, so two things that I notice here. Number one, um, I, you know, I've had alcoholics in my family. I don't know if I've ever had alcoholics that were so bad they were hiding vodka behind the towels. Uh, um, I know several. But oh my god, dog fart! Ooh, whoa! Really? Please, really? Wow, Gertrude! Okay. <laughs> Holy shit! That's flammable. <laughs> <laughs> Gert, Gert, that was really bad. <laughs> You're, she's like, pet my belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it happened, mother. You didn't. You didn't pet it more. <laughs> you did not. Pet, okay. Is it passing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking okay, of things continue. that are not speaking of things that are not passing, at this point, Nancy Nancy's <laughs> wounds are not healing well. <laughs> um, no, they're not. She's healing like I do, which is not healing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm fascinated by this. You've actually known people who would like hide like vodka, like in in like behind 100%. the towels and stuff like that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. wow. definitely, definitely. Yeah, like all the alcoholics I've ever lived with, all were very open about it. Like there would just be like a hundred bottles of vodka in like the fucking kitchen or closet or something. Oh no, no, someone I'm really close with, the just constant. You know, under the sink, underneath the desk, like really? behind the hamper. Mm-hmm. Wow, I've yeah. I've never experienced that. But um, yeah. okay, well, uh, Nancy goes to call Glenn, and his mom answers, and uh, then his dad picks up the phone. And it's like uh, Glenn's asleep. You're just gonna have to call back tomorrow. And then he unplugs the fucking like thing, mm-hmm. so the dial tone is going, and I'm like, that's just gonna run your electricity bill up, bro. You know, like, do you not want for money? Because that's just I mean, silly. We we used to do that all the time, though. If we didn't want anyone to call us, we would just put the phone off the hook. It was a common, really? common thing in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. Very common. Very common. Um. So Nancy gets angry. She pulls the fucking phone out of the wall and rips her fucking cord. Um. And then I I kind of love, and so many movies do it, but it's still kind of neat. But you can't do it now. Um. Where the phone rings, even though it's been disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that, too. I love that. But yeah. I also love the moment, like, right before that, where she freaks out, thinking, what if Glenn tries to call? Yeah, yeah. You know? But we we truly lost. This is one of, like, the, the things we lost in Amhara with cell phones. Because oh, yeah, we, you're right. We can't do that. You know? I mean, and, and it's not the same effect if, oh, no, it has no battery, but it still rang. That, it isn't the same effect. That isn't right. the same effect at all. Mm-mm, <laughs> um, mm-mm. Yeah. So no, right. she call, So she picks up the phone and uh, she goes, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. And then Freddie's uh, <laughs> tongue reaches out to lick her face, which I thought, well, maybe that is one of the hallucinations she's getting from not sleeping. <laughs> I actually, I really love that, like, because it comes right through the phone. Like, it's a, yeah. I, I thought that was really, really clever. And yeah, no, I had that same thought. I was like, she's definitely hallucinating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But that's cool. You can't do that anymore either. It doesn't make any sense and like the or it doesn't have the same effect if it comes through a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like that would be that'd have to be a very tiny tongue to come through you know the cell that phone. I, a tiny tongue come through the cell phone. I still have like back at my dad's house, we still have like a phone like that. Yeah. Like a like a home phone number, a mm-hmm. wired cord. Yeah. 
It's still a thing. Still a thing. Also, if you hear anything random right now, it is my dog snoring and farting. (laughs) (laughs) So she tries to run out, and her mom is drunk off her ass, saying, you're going to get some sleep tonight if it kills me. So her mom locked the doors and everything. and She put four locks on the door. Yep. And she put bars on her window. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. So so can I mention how much I kind of love that the station that Glenn is watching is uh, is, uh, KRGR? Uh, Kruger. Um. Oh, I didn't yeah. put that together. Yeah, and Glenn gets pulled into the bed. Um, apparently in the R-rated version, I mean, the uh, not the R-rated version, because this is the R-rated version. In the television version, his skeleton um, pops out of the bed, too, and shatters on the ceiling. But I don't oh. recall ever seeing that. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. Yeah. Although he does, as I said, bleed. I mean, they use 500 gallons of blood here. So it's like, you know, enough blood for many, many people. Many, many other peoples. Yeah. Other peoples. And I love how you won't need a stretcher here. You'll need a mop when the um. Oh, my God. I thought that that made me fucking crack the fuck up. (laughs) Like, I cackled. I thought that was hilarious. Because it's true. And the cops putting buckets under, like. Under, like, things of blood that are coming from, like, on the first yeah. floor, things that are seeping through the floor. Yeah. On the second floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. And meanwhile, like, Nancy's just, like, she already knows what happened. Yeah. Pretty so much. So Nancy, Nancy, just in the most incredibly calm way possible for someone who has been awake for seven days. That's the other thing. If you've been awake for fucking three, you've been awake for fucking one day, an alarm clock is not going to wake you up. So you've been awake for seven days. You would you would sleep through the goddamn fucking battle of eighteen twelve outside your fucking window. Tchaikovsky's <laughs> outside your window, being like yes. cannon, cannon. Yes, exactly. I told you about me and my old roommate made a ball busting video to that, right? Yes. Yeah, we as uh, well. You I, should. We were just really bored, and we just downloaded a whole bunch of like ball busting porn, and we edited it. So every time, like the cannons would. <laughs> Oh, it would be like a guy getting kicked in the balls. Brilliant. (laughs) Yes, I have yet to see this, but I still want to. Yeah. Oh, we made this a long time ago. I made it in like fucking Windows um, fucking movie or some shit like that back in the day. Windows, Windows. Yes. Windows. That's so so sweet. So at this point, um, Nancy does the trap setup montage, which Wes Craven really loves doing because he also did it in, in Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also like you wouldn't have been that clever, I feel like, after being awake for seven days. Like you mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to figure out the whole hammer hanging from the ceiling, all this shit. Well, I mean, she maybe did the, have she did have like the little book about improvised weapons and shit like oh, that. Oh right, that's uh, would you even yeah. be able to read after not sleeping for seven True. days? That's the question. The, <laughs> the other thing I think of is she got an awful lot of shotgun shells for a fifteen-year-old. She did. Yeah, she, it's the eighties. Her dad's a lieutenant. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. it's um, she goes to know. see fucking like expected like like you know people were arrested for murder. Without any questions asked. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I keep thinking of is she's setting all these traps up around the house. And I'm like, good thing she doesn't live with someone like her mother who could drunkenly wander around and set these traps off. Oh, yeah, totally. But her mom's drunk <laughs> on the couch at this point, right? But, you know, drunks do sometimes get up and wander around the house. And, uh, you know, it'd be an awful weird thing for her to be like, you know, oh, no, I set up a sledgehammer outside the door that my mom got her fucking ribcage crushed from. <laughs> Whoops, it wasn't me. It was Freddy. <laughs> yeah. So 
All right, okay, Kruger, we play in your court, which is the only line in this movie that I really fucking hate. I figured um, you'd hate that. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to bed, and um, uh, she does the now I lay me down to sleep prayer, which I've actually never done, even when my grandmother used to make me pray as, like, a young Catholic boy. Yeah, um, it's, it's a thing. I did it when I was used, really, really young. That's what she we said. Used to, we used to do the Hail, the Hail Mary and um, the Lord's Prayer, but we never did the now I lay me down to sleep thing. Yeah, yeah. That was like, I was like a little, little. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she now is in um, the dream world. She um, is checking the furnace. Freddy's glove is gone. There's a door that wasn't there before, and it takes her to Freddy's boiler room. And, yes. uh And now we hear a lot of review dialogue, which I'm sure was put in after people were confused. As in to, order uh, to explain what's going yeah. on. Because there's so much review dialogue here that this had to have been a note. Yeah. From yeah. from people who were confused about what's going on at this point in the movie. Sorry, Gert's, Gert's dreaming. Her mouth and all of her legs are moving. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Aww. Yes, there's Aww. Freddy in there, Gert. <laughs> and so I hope not. Aww. I hope not, too. Yeah. No. Gert would eat him. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, she'd demand pets. <laughs> and, and you know what? You know, knowing, I, I just imagine like how fucking, you know, you're being chased by Freddy. Gert's there. And Gert is like, will he feed me, though? If he does, I'm OK. She's such a good girl. <laughs> she, finds, she finds Glenn's headphones covered in blood next to the furnace. And, yes. uh, you know, she finds herself outside her house uh, after she falls from a very long distance. <laughs> yeah, so she's in a basement, and then she's up at her bedroom, and she falls through into the trellis that's been knocked down. And the bars are gone. She got through the bars somehow. Mm-hmm. The bars. Yeah. Um, so uh, she jumps on Freddy so that he'll be there when she wakes up. And uh, when she wakes up, he isn't there at first, so she starts gaslighting herself immediately. Yeah. Yeah, immediately. That's her parents' fault. Her dad said that she'd help her this whole time, and he'd help her this whole time, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know? Just, like, bad dad. Do better. Mm. I'm really happy that my parents aren't cops. That's all I have to say. Yeah, well, there you go. Yes. Uh, and then Freddy jumps up from behind the bed. Yes, he and does. He yells, and he yells surprise, and then they all have a birthday party for her, and that's the end. They do, and Gert farts <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so she hits him with a coffee pot. And uh, why don't you why don't you describe this? Uh, I mean, what's I'm, going on from here? <laughs> um, well, this is I guess we skipped ahead a little bit. I'm still trying to find the fucking spot. Um, well, she's hit <laughs> Freddie with a coffee pot. Um, she has a sledgehammer rigged up, and when Freddie oh, opens yeah, the door, so he gets he, hit with yeah, it. Yeah, he gets hit with a hammer, and he falls down the stairs. Come on, Freddie, can't catch me. Um, I'm gonna rip you in two. He says, and she lights him on fire. Pretty much. She throws some of her mom's vodka, I assume, on him and lights a match and lights him on fire. Um, And I really love this, too, like how they did this, you know. This is this is a higher budget version of the last confrontation in Last House on the Left without the chainsaw. It's it's pretty much the exact kind of like, you know, confrontation. It's him. Oh, shit. I have a budget now. Let me let me do that better. Yeah. 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 She lights him on fire. wrote Cops suck. Um, well, because she's calling, for, she's calling for her dad out the window. Yeah, and they don't care. Like the guy's yeah. just like a like an idiot. He's just an idiot, and he's just like maybe I should call for a lieutenant. 
<laughs> like 80 times it felt like like 80 times he had to do that yeah um so he's covered in flames she uses the door to push him back down the stairs um yeah. into the basement we, yeah she she pushes down freddy's noticeably bulkier stuntman in protective gear um who is yes. just engulfed in flames yeah like i was thinking that was like is he okay <laughs> The thing I kept thinking of is, uh, shouldn't Nancy's house be on fire if there's a person on this much flames, like, running around in the basement? Yes. And, I mean, it does wind up on fire, right? Yes. But parts of it's it. So, parts of it. Parts of it. Yeah. It should be the whole... It should. Well, I guess they... Because the dad's a lieutenant, maybe they have, like, extra strength-proof fucking whatever-the-fuck, I don't know, basement ceiling. <laughs> mm. I have no idea. So... Um, okay. Um... So the there's the cops finally run over. She's still just like screaming. She winds up breaking a bunch of shit. She's just like breaking windows and stuff to be like, "Hello, <laughs> you know I got him. I got him, Dad. I did it. I finally got him." And all this shit. Um, and they finally show up. They break down the door to the front door that her mom had four locks on. Where is mom at this point? She had uh, gone to upstairs. bed. She had gone to She's bed upstairs from the couch. Because, yes, because once they break in. And they follow the flaming <laughs> footsteps upstairs. Freddy's on top of the mom. I wonder. I wonder if they like just lit the pancake mix on fire. <laughs> you know, that'd be really funny. That'd be really clever. The way to save money I, if it was safe. No, I think the whole thing would burst into flames, though. Yeah, probably. You're yeah, right. yeah. They know. couldn't. I think they just found like a. They probably just put little bits of fuel or yeah. accelerant on the carpet. They probably mm-hmm. found flame retardant carpet. Yeah. And yeah. then just put like little bits of uh of uh maybe they even cut it out or something, I don't know. Um, Interesting. If anyway, we they, ever have uh yeah, if yes. we ever have a flaming footsteps, we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> the um the so they've put together that like, oh, they're after mom. And um and so we see him just like on her mother, like trying yeah. to kill her mother. It's really kind of fucking so she's covered in flames. Um, I don't know, it's fucked up. I don't know, that's kind of really fucked up. Like, I wonder how hard mom had to fight back. Mm, mom you know, wasn't fighting back at all because she was drunk. Like, passed out drunk. drunk it appeared, yeah. Oh, oh my god, Gert just woke up from her own fart. <laughs> yeah, don't leave me with this. <laughs> Are you, look at what she just did. Yeah, she, she did it and then moved to where it smells better. <laughs> Gert, Gert. What do you have to say for yourself? I am you, Kurt. You deal with it, mother. You deal with it. The <laughs> um, um, you take it right now, because I'm gonna I'm gonna actually text my neighbor because he's yelling again. Okay, but take so, it. Mom. Yeah. So at this point, um, her mother didn't kind of just seeks in like just disappears into the ether in the bed. Um, yeah, she does. Donald has no idea how this happened, and, uh, you know, he hugs his daughter, but she's like, I'm okay, you go downstairs, I'll be there See, in a minute. even this, because this guy's face never moves, I don't know if he had really good Botox, or his face has always been like that, but, like, uh, the, um, you know, when he, like, goes to hug her, I still have this moment of thinking, what if he still thinks that, what if he still thinks that she's just nuts, and he's hugging her for that reason? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a different, like, end of the movie, I think, but... Yeah. It's a possibility. Well, well, they shot two endings to the movie. They did. Yeah. Oh. And they they had a happy ending, and then um, where everything was uh, obviously resolved, and then they had this ending. Oh. Well, this one's yeah. better, I assume. Yeah. So, yes. 
Um, she knows how to beat Freddy. The door closes behind her. And then Freddy comes up from the bed. It's where I'm like, God damn, that they get a good deal on the stretchy latex in this movie. Because every time, every time they use it, it's effective. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite effects in this whole thing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in the maggots. <laughs> yeah, so, well, those are just real, real all fucking maggots they use there. Oh, really? They use real maggots? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, one of our uh, makeup people, um, I'll just say, uh, I, don't, I don't know if she wants to mention or not, but um, not Shannon. But um, one of our makeup people, even once they asked, like, hey, do you ever need a bunch of roaches and things? Because I have a bunch of roaches. And I'm like, no, it's 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 quite all right. Um, <laughs> I, I will not have uh, uh, just random roaches running free on my set. <laughs> so, yes. If there were a way to contain them. Yes. But no. but she has she has roaches and she also has maggots that um, if we ever need them. Yeah, that's cool. Good to know. Yeah. 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 Well, I am hungry. Um, well, there you go. You get um, some protein from them. Because yes. uh, pound for pound, grasshoppers have more nutrition than steak, actually. I heard that. Yeah. I think so, I heard that from you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Freddie's like, now you die. And she's like, it's too. She turns her back on him. And it's like, it's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. This is just a dream. You're not alive. This whole thing is just a dream. I want my mother and friends back because obviously she thinks he's a genie. And yes. um, I take back every bit of energy I gave you. You're nothing. You're shit. And he tries to stab her, but um, she grabs a doormel and he disappears into a scream. Yes. And he like dematerializes into like a bunch of stars and stuff, which yes. I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, so, that was kind of cool. It's bright and nice out and her mom is sober now. Um, it's, it's fascinating. This is the most dream looking sequence of the entire mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is Little House on the Prairie. This is yeah. gone with the wind. Like all of Nancy's dead friends are in a car. Um, she gets in. I love that. I love that it's convertible with the red and green, like uh, Freddie uh, pattern. Um, yes. You know, on, on the roof, by the way, and originally um, Freddie was going to be driving, but apparently I think that either Wes Craven didn't like that or, uh, or the DP didn't like it or they shot it and it didn't work. So, yeah, they, uh, I'd like to think it, it was the. I, I'd like to think that he that it just didn't work and they shot it anyway. So somehow that footage is out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the windows close up by themselves. Uh, Nancy screams, and then meanwhile, Freddie reaches through the house, the window of the house, pulls Marge in, and it's literally the most fake-looking body they could have possibly pulled in, but oh, somehow yeah. that works. It did. No, it did work. It was like it was yeah. like a dream Marge body. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought it was funny, but clever at the same time. Yeah. And we go to the credits because it's a nightmare. No, it's just yes. a dream. dream. No, it's a nightmare. No, it's a nightmare. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's it's such an awful fucking song, but it's it. it I don't know. It just sticks in your head. There's something catchy about it. Um, yeah, you're right. And that is that is Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, it's, I will say it's odd to see a movie where the credits end um, on the special effects assistance. Yeah, that's weird, right? I I'm, noticed I'm that too. Not used to seeing that, but you know. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was the film. I really, like I said, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street films. I would love to write a Nightmare on Elm Street film. And uh, speaking of films that I have written, uh, yes. Even even though it is uh, October. Um, if it were December, next week on uh, <laughs> December sixteenth, uh, you could um, you could see the film uh, that I wrote and directed, and Chelsea and I produced. And Chelsea is a big old creepy demon in it. Yes, um, called Bishop's Cove. Yep, 
Tell the folks about that a little bit, Chelsea. (laughs) Tell all the folks about that. Yeah, so Bishop's Cove is going to be screening at the Film Noir Cinema in Brooklyn, which is really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. 122 Messerol Avenue. Yes, and that is going to be on Saturday, December 16th. Because that's not next week, but it's next week. Um, at 9 p.m. If you if you are watching this on uh, December on December, uh, I don't know, just for conversational purposes, let's say December uh, 9th. Yes. Um, if you are watching it on that date, then it's a week from now. Yes. Even yes. though it's October and it's obviously a month away from when we are recording. Yes. <laughs> so. And you can like check a little QR code, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, in order to... Yes, it's a QR code. Right there, QR code. Uh, um, the, in, <laughs> to, Chelsea, um, don't... Chelsea, do not give oral to the QR code, please. No, <laughs> I didn't. Um, but, yeah, to, to get tickets, or you can um, or you can get them online, and you can find all that on our socials and stuff. Mm-hmm. But please come. We're really excited to have a limited theatrical release and then see where yeah. we go after New York. It might be coming exactly. to a city near you. Exactly. It's a very limited theatrical release. This will be our only New York screening. Mm-hmm. And I uh, should note that there's only a certain amount of tickets, so you order, should order today. Because yes. once they're gone, they're gone, and there's no more seats for you. Yes, um, no, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Yes, exactly. Really and it's only yes. it's only like fourteen sixty four. So uh, you know it's a pretty good deal. It should um, be. How funny yeah. would it be if it was? What is it? The fucking if if the price was the number fourteen twenty eight on Elm Street. Yes. Yeah, fourteen twenty eight. Yeah, but uh, it is not. It's fourteen sixty four. Let's not confuse the people with um, other numbers. Um, Our numbers but, are yeah. hard. But yeah, no, um, as I said, so this was Wes Craven's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And as I said, it's Thoroughly one enjoyable. of, one of the, those classic horror films that uh, yeah. I think helped shape the 80s pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it's, it's been a big influence on me. I mean, we talk about Bishop's Cove. There's definitely Nightmare on Elm Street elements in Bishop's Cove. 100%. You know, um, it's, not a, it's, not, it's more influenced by Hellraiser, but it, there's definitely touches of Nightmare on Elm Street in it. Mm-hmm. And, you like, know. getting to see all of this again for, like, what I view as the first time is, um, you know, I see those things now. I can pick mm-hmm. up on those yeah. nuances now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I that's mean, why you was, should come see Bishop's Cove. There, one, of the, one of the deleted scenes that we, um, that we did not shoot, there was definitely, there was the pancake stepping effect. If you remember in the script, mm-hmm. one of the I scenes do. where she was walking in the sidewalk starts doing that. Yeah. I, yep. I 100% got that from Nightmare on Elm Street where I wanted her to do that. But we ended up, that whole scene just ended up being too expensive, so we cut it. But, um, you know, but but you get, speaking of scenes that are cut, yeah, check out this version of uh, Bishop's Cove because you'll get to see if you were there at the the, uh, one that we did at the end of this month. Yes, the premiere. uh, Yeah, you'll see that there's, uh, there's, there might be some little extras in there that you didn't see last time. So, uh, you want to be aware. Yeah, so Chelsea... Uh, where can people find you? You can find me at Chelsea.lesage on Instagram. And where can they find you, Sir Charles? They can't! No, they, they have to come to the screening if they want to find me. Yes, that's true. No, um, so at, uh, also, they can find me on Instagram at charles.e.lincoln. Yes, where <laughs> you can also find us together at CL Squared Productions on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And on all of our pages, you will be able to find a link to buy tickets to Bishop Cove. Yes, exactly. So uh, we want to thank you for listening to us and then tune in next week for the reboot uh, starring uh, Jackie Earl Haley uh, or Haley Earl. I'm not sure which one it is. I guess we'll know next week. Um, 
Uh, yeah, who, uh, you know, stars as Freddy in the uh, the remake, uh, the 2000-something or other remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, thank you um, guys for listening so much. We love yeah. you so much. We'll see you then next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye-bye. Jazz hands! No, Freddy Krueger jazz hands. Jazz hands! <laughs> God. I'm not, I'm, the, the, the show does not end till you do jazz hands, Chelsea. Okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Jazz hands. Bye, Jazz everyone. Hands. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>